Welcome to GOB with Christy and Kathy, where we talk about writing, reading, and life in between. I'm Christy in South Florida. I'm Kathy in South Dakota. We're two newbie writers who share our love of food, wine, and crime fiction. We have interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors on our Corks and Conversation episodes. And don't forget our Words in Progress episodes where we have fun writing lessons with writing experts. Join us for today's episode. Welcome to Corks and Conversation with Connor Ross McVeigh. Yes, um, today we are continuing our manuary episodes <laughs> with our own man and sound editor, Connor. Yes, I'm so excited about this. So this is a, this is a new one for us. Um, Connor is usually behind the scenes and we get questions all the time on the nuts and bolts of our podcast. I have a friend right now who is um, developing a podcast and she had asked me about it and I said, oh, any conversation you want to have, you want to have it. We want to have it with Connor. Right. Um, so we thought today would be a really good time in Manuary um, <laughs> to share our secret weapon, which is our sound editor, Connor. Yes, yes. He definitely makes us sound good. Mm -hmm. um, and he's good at many things. Uh, so he can usually help make all of our ideas become a reality. Yes. So let me tell you a little bit about him. <laughs> Connor Ross McVeigh is a visual artist and editor that currently edits and provides graphic design for Game of Books podcast. He went to NYU Tisch School of the Arts where he studied film and gained experience in every facet of video and audio production. Since graduating, he has produced independent films in New York, Louisiana, Indiana, and Florida, and his passion for learning has led him to the latest projects in the areas of graphic design, podcast production, digital art, and web development. He also plays the piano, cooks. <laughs> he <laughs> hey, might be related to Christy. We're just might not going to say anymore. <laughs> so he currently lives in South Florida with his fiance Liz and their cute cat mittens. So Connor, it's so good to have you here with us today. It's nice <laughs> to be here. Welcome to the podcast, Connor. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, as all our podcasts, we have some wine. So we Kathy, do. you want to talk about the wine? We do. So Connor chose a very perfect wine for Florida, I think. Um, he chose the Barefoot Peach Fruitscato as opposed to Moscato Fruitscato. It's a blend of deliciously sweet Moscato with natural flavors of juicy ripe peach. So let's have a little taste and I will give you the tasting notes. It's a sweet, lively white wine with a light, crisp acidity, tropical aromas of pineapple and orange blossom, which I love, Meets highlights of juicy peach, honey, and lemon zest for a perfectly refreshing finish. And then a little bit of peach thrown on top, right? Mm. Yeah. So it's a good <laughs> choice. Really good choice, especially down there, you guys. It's yeah. very I, sweet. We're not normally sweet drinkers, but it is good <laughs> on a hot day. Yeah. Connor, you like a sweeter wine, though, don't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was in high school and stuff, I would drink a lot of lemonade and fruit juices. And, and so... I think when I started tasting like wine and stuff, I was really turned off by like <laughs> red wine and yeah. well, that's some a, of the yeah. drier wines. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't even taste like wine. It really just tastes like 
some sort of fruit drink. Mm-hmm. That's where the danger lies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, exactly. so I am super excited that you joined us today, Connor. This is really a, um, a real privilege to get to talk to you on this end of it instead of having you edit everything for us today. I would love for you just to give our listeners just a little information about editing a podcast. A lot of our listeners edit their own podcasts and don't have the luxury of having a professional sound editor like we do. But how do you actually do it? Because, you know, a lot of our listeners don't have a podcast at all. So well, they don't that, do anything. That. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> has a podcast now. Everyone has a podcast. <laughs> I know. Our listeners edit their own podcast. I'm thinking about our um, our writer friends who have their own okay. um, podcast. Okay. But we, I think when we first started, we had a couple of tape recorders. <laughs> right. Like you push play on this one and record yeah. on this one. And then, whoops, I don't want to. So stop, stop, and then fast forward. And then... <laughs> Like a bad mixtape. Okay, so so give us the skinny on what it is that you do to edit our podcast. Basically, because this podcast is over Zoom, I will download the Zoom audio, and there's a setting that puts it so that each track is separate, and then I'll bring those into Audacity. Okay, so when you say each track is separate, yeah. See, those, when I started see, this, I, I did not even know what that meant. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so that means like each of you have your own isolated audio. So whatever you set into the microphone is the only thing that I will get. And it looks like waves on a line yeah, like that. Yeah. So that's, that's what we did before we did Zoom. Remember you guys had me? Oh, it was painful. Yes, I'm just so non-techie. Yeah, yeah, before, before yeah. Zoom, it was literally you were recording just to your computer. So now it's nice because I can get all of the audio straight to my computer. You don't have to do anything on yeah, your we end. had to like download it oh, upload yes. it yeah. and all like that, that stuff yeah that was bad yeah. <laughs> that was very stressful <laughs> yeah but technically that's where you get the better audio because really? as it passes over the internet you know that's why you have moments when you're in a zoom call that it freezes up or it Right. You know, so sound if it's going directly to your computer if it's going directly to your computer or to phone. like an audio recorder theoretically it's going to be like the cleanest audio tape so did it bug you when we switched to zoom a little only, only a little know. bit yeah yeah a little <laughs> bit because we had a really good system down i felt like with mm-hmm. the radio station and with yeah oh, oh yeah because right. kathy went to the radio station i did which yeah, was so awesome because consistent sound yeah. each each time yeah i think that the audio of the guests is better because mm. before we were just t- picking them up through a phone call and so it exactly. sounded just like what you'd hear over the phone. And now it's higher quality in that regard. Here's my thought about this technology piece that you just mentioned. It is like, for me, like Diane Keaton in this movie, Baby Boom, maybe, where she just wants to turn the water and have it come out of the faucet. That's how I feel about technology in this podcast. I just I just want you to make what it, it what happen. Is, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> What don't you remember? What movie? happens when she turns on the faucet in the movie? There's a Diane Keaton movie, and Connor probably would know. She is, it's like 1980s, 1990s, and she's this career woman. It's got to be 80s. And she basically inherits a baby from a dead relative or something very bizarre. And so she moves <laughs> out to the country in Connecticut and she buys this old house that she saw like listed, and it nothing works. Okay. At one point, she reaches her breaking point and loses her shit completely because she none of the water works. And, and oh. the plumber comes. I don't want to know 
where the water comes from. I just want to turn on the faucet and have it work. And this okay. is how I feel about technology. I just yes. want it to work. Yeah. So we are we were very, very lucky that um... <laughs> Yeah. Because truly, if if Christy, you had asked me, because you and I had a blog and you mm-hmm. had said, let's do a podcast. And I was like, okay, I don't even know what that is. And when we first started the technology of it, I was completely freaked out. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Connor, mm, no. no. I know, because I remember in the beginning, I don't remember exactly. I think, Connor, you showed me how, but then I was like, can you just do it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't really want to do that. And a job was born. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, okay, yeah. so let's go back. So you take so you take my Zoom track from South Dakota. Yep. Christy's from South Florida. Yep. What if we talk over each other, which we do a lot? Well, so because they're isolated, you know, I won't be able to hear those both on the same track. So what I can do is, and I do this, is that I will take out whoever says something that is less important. Um, (laughs) Wow. That's the editor job. He's picking you feel like you talk over each other a lot, but listeners are probably like, what are you talking about? They never talk over each other. <laughs> that's because that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I think I think you should give an example of some of the things that you have to edit out for us. Can you give an example? Um, you know, like... Um, <laughs> uh, My dog? Uh, yeah, dog sounds... Um, he's uh, doing it right now, Kathy. He he's is. not really thinking. He's doing <laughs> he us. is thinking. I'm gonna have to edit this whole conversation. He's like, um, um, uh. I say that's interesting fifty thousand times, and I bet you edit yeah. those out. <laughs> I, some of them. I mean, obviously, I have to keep some in, so it sounds like it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> just keeps going like he's really trying to think and i'm like no he's not he's, he's making, making fun, fun of us, us. i get it <laughs> <laughs> i never say um but it's it's really cool it's cool it's awesome yeah. awesome it, it is oh awesome. no he's still making fun of us <laughs> yeah. darn it i say interesting not awesome connor i'm sure i say awesome yes, yeah yeah someone says awesome but also connor i so i think we should tell everybody what you in addition to the technology piece of this and the other thing like well while we're having a conversation with an author one of us will think of something it's usually me because it's some random thing like i just did a while ago and connor will send us a chat and go it's this or here's the link you you are able to multitask during the live episode and give us information which is hugely helpful so I yeah. I guess we shouldn't call him just sound editor. He's no. more like a, a what a producer or something. I think so. Yeah. I think we should upgrade yeah. him. I think Connor just got a raise. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> it's killing us. Well, the other thing though, we had a editorial meeting today, right? The three of us, Connor joined us, and we talked about what's going well with the podcast and what we can work on. And Connor had far better insight than either of us had. Really, Christy, I thought. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm the the listener, right? Yeah, he's the listener. I listen to the po- each episode maybe three times. So, 
<laughs> at that <Absolutely>. point. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm the number one fan, right? You would be. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to buy you a new set of like a hat or something that says number one fan on the other yeah. side. You can be yeah. producer. Have to. <laughs> yes. Game of Books podcast. There you go. There you go. So we're we're very also like technically pretty bare bones as you can see like we're just in our house kathy at one time was in the um radio station so that and you can take that um out before radio station if you want <laughs> <laughs> uh she was she was at the radio station and so th she, that was kind of like the dream environment except for you had to sit in the basement of a radio station can you just t kind of tell people what the minimum they kind of need like mm for a podcast as far as equipment yeah and then tell us what we're gonna have when we start making a ton of money from this podcast <laughs> yes so so the minimum you need is kind of what we're working with it could be even less so you both have usb connection microphones mm -hmm. and those yes, we do we're talking on them <laughs> Those are definitely higher quality than the built-in computer ones. You could probably record your podcast with headphones that had a microphone connected to them. It wouldn't sound quite as good, but there are a lot of people who are saying right now that the bar isn't that high, that listeners of podcasts aren't as worried about perfect clean audio as they are about like the content of the podcast. We want both. Yeah. So the high end is once you have, as we were doing kind of before, recording to like a recording device. So like something separate from your computer that is going to pick up higher quality audio. That was what we were using before. And a better microphone. You can always find better microphones. And then the setting. If you're in a studio with you know soundproofing, doesn't have any sort of unusual sounds. Dogs barking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dogs barking, doors closing. Doors closing, my neighbors yelling. Yeah, yard work outside. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have that very isolated setting, you're going to have really high So we're going to have audio. a special little podcasting room with perfect lighting, too. Yeah. Yeah, I could use that right now. Because we're on YouTube as well. And then you can have a system like they have like in radio shows and stuff where rather than writing in the chat something, I could talk into your earpiece Ooh, and it wouldn't cool. get recorded anywhere, but you could hear me like say, oh, it's this movie or, you know, you're talking about Ooh, this I like actor. that idea because yeah. I don't ever look That's at the fine. chat. Yeah. 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 But we're going to have to be in the same town. <laughs> oh, that is a problem. Do I have to move yeah. to South Dakota? Apparently you do. <laughs> How about if we do half the year in South Dakota and half the year in <laughs> South Florida? Half of South Dakota comes to Florida for half the year, I think. Yeah. See, there you go. Okay, so Connor, once you've done the two tracks, though, we need to talk about what you do with it. Once right. you take out all of our mistakes. So I'll take out the mistakes. I'll take out any sort of noises, dog barks, all that kind of stuff. And then from there, I put on the intro music and the outro music. Oh, guess what? Yeah. He also, what? he wrote our intro music he the first did. time. And then this time. For, yeah, the yeah. first yeah. first. The first, first Three seasons. Three seasons. Three seasons. So he's yeah. also a composer. He is. <laughs> Up until this season. This mm. season, we got some... He picked it out, though. 
Yeah, I think we should us. go back. I think Connor should write us some new stuff for next year. Actually, I really like the music we have. I do too, actually. And you, yeah, and you did a good job. You were like, tell me where you guys picture yourself having these conversations if you were together, like a coffee shop, a wine bar, at the beach. And I was like, oh, that's such an interesting way to picture it. You and I, of course, answered it differently, I think. <laughs> but we're like all of the above. Yeah. So you <laughs> upload it to Podbean, which is what you use, right? Yep. Yep. So I, I will finalize it to an MP3 and then upload it to Podbean, put in the description. And so for people who don't know, Podbean is what? It's a podcast sharing website. So there's a lot of different ones. Yeah, there are a ton. And all of them have actually it's better termed a podcast hosting place. So that's where the original audio that I upload goes. And then it creates a feed. And from that feed, Spotify, Apple Music, all of these other services can go and retrieve that audio. So I never have to upload it anywhere else. It, it will just get it from that feed. So, so people can listen to it in any different... So how did you pick Podbean? Because I this is where I, I don't even know. How did you... I didn't pick it. Well, that I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, well, I just researched it and I did it by yeah. price and what people um, said about it, what features it had. It, Podbean's a very, very popular one. But there's a lot out there, but it is a popular, very user-friendly, has a lot of features built in. So, so it looks to me on Podbean, on our stats, that the vast majority of our listeners get us from iTunes. Like the vast majority of our downloads are on iTunes. From like Apple Podcasts, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Apple Podcasts. So what do you think about that, Connor? Like what the state of podcasting now, I mean, would you, if you were starting a podcast over, would you do the same kind of format? I don't know if I would have used Podbean because I know that there are a lot of newer websites. And in, in fact, there's one anchor that is, we're is making, a new one. probably going to do with Canopy, which right. is free. Mm, yeah, that one's actually developed by Spotify because they're okay. trying to crowdsource more podcast you know content for their site mm -hmm. uh, so they created a really easy to use but mm. their itunes doesn't have you don't put it straight on itunes like podbean is like the distributor right. itunes is all of these things are the hosts and then the distributor could be uh, spotify or apple podcast or um with the other right so that so we so we are at podbean but that doesn't mean really much because we can put it wherever we want from podbean exactly it just needs a place to live and in fact yeah. you can you can listen on our website too yeah yeah and you don't even have to go to itunes or and that is a large audience too that we have from just straight from our website which is good okay so let's transition this is the time, Connor, in case you didn't know this, we ask our <laughs> authors or our sound editor producers the question in the bottle. These are the sort of questions that might come up when you get to the bottom of the bottle. It's a random question. If you don't like it, Connor, you can pass. But no one else ever has. You no can't pressure. pass. You can, you can. Well, yes, you can pass, but you still will get another one. You guys don't realize this, but I take out that sentence. In almost every episode. <gasps> Do I not have to say that? Because I hate saying that. I'm always you, tripping. I mean, it, up. it applies I don't even to, know why the, you said to it. the guest. 
right? Yeah. The guest wants to know that they oh. can pass. Okay, but, but also I always no guest has. So yeah, but I just yeah. take it out because I don't want the audience to know. I don't want the audience to know that they can pass. I want them to feel like they're on the hot seat. Oh, Connor, that is very crafty. I don't think we have hmm. to even tell them they can pass because nobody's going to pass. So Yeah. And if they don't have a good answer, you ask them another question anyway. All right. Yeah. Noted. Okay. Editorial right. meeting next week. <laughs> if you had a personal mascot, what would your mascot be? <laughs> By the way, Connor did not know this question. Did you? You didn't go look, did you? No. No, I didn't know the question. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I just wrote it like right before. <laughs> Well, so it's a tough question because I, I have so many. <laughs> I, have, I have so many animals that I like. Is um, that a man? Was that a manatee? Yeah, I got a oh, manatee. I, love I think that's and a. Then oh, I've got that's a flamingo. Is there a sloth back there too? No. So are you talking about that's, this? Yeah, that was. This, a... this would probably be my mascot, which is an otter. I really an like otter? He's got a lot of otters. Yeah. Yeah. You would pick an otter for your mascot. For my otter kid. My otter kid gives him <laughs> lots of otters. <laughs> why? Oh, why would you pick like, an otter? I just really like those the, the animal. I think they're really cute and they swim around and seem to be carefree, which is nice. And... <laughs> that is nice. <laughs> Christy, what would you pick? I'm curious now, as a mother of the otter. <laughs> I would Connor's pick... like, yeah, what would you pick? <laughs> I would pick um sea turtle maybe or a whale. <laughs> mm. I would think that it was something that lives in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I feel like a sea turtle would be more fitting for your at. We have whales around here too. Yeah. Hmm. I like um I like the whale shark. I just think when I think of sea turtles, I've been around them and worked in places where we talked about it, but also I always think of finding Nemo and yeah. oh you know that turtle where he's like yeah hey, dude. Crush. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like the eac yeah, yeah. i remember that EAC. very yeah yeah what about you kathy what's your mascot i'm gonna go with my gut and i'm kind of scared to uh, a hummingbird i would say hummingbird oh yeah, yeah. I see i'm not that. sure what that says about me but i i think a hummingbird i love <laughs> hummingbirds love love yes. love hummingbirds yes yeah, that's a good one. In addition, we'll go yes. we'll go a little traditional here. In addition to editing <laughs> for us, you have also done a lot of writing in the form of screenwriting. Mm -hmm. You've done like a feature film and short films. So after listening to as as a, you're our number one fan, <laughs> <laughs> listening to many episodes with these authors, can you talk about some of the similarities and differences between writing a novel and a screenplay? Mm. Yeah. Yep. I identify a lot with the plotters in that when I am, yeah, when I am <laughs> trying to construct like a script, like as clear cut as chapters can be, scenes are even more clear cut right because the you know beginning of every single scene in a screenplay has like specific screen direction mm -hmm. whether it's interior exterior like all of that so it's very easy to outline just based off of those headers mm -hmm. whereas in a book maybe you're like all right there's the scene where they go to this restaurant you know here's this and it's a little less defined 
But in a screenplay, you have to know that because rather than word count, you're oftentimes doing things by scene count and page count. And if you have a, a scene that takes place over two pages, you have to know that, well, two pages in terms of production time is going to be probably eight hours in order to get the shots done for that scene, depending on you know how many people are in it and how much movement and stuff. And so it's all kind of like a math equation. Mm-hmm. Not only are you trying to come up with the story, but you're also trying to make all of that fit. You know, you don't have too many pages for this one scene because then it's going to be harder on production or it's not going to make as much sense screen time wise. Yeah, so identifying with plotters. And then I feel like I haven't heard from any of the authors that when they are coming up with their script idea or their book ideas, that they visualize like the whole thing. Mm. Like a lot of times I'll hear that when they come up with their book idea, they're coming up with a premise, they're coming up with a character that they want to explore. And a lot of times in my experience coming up with uh, screenplay ideas is I will almost watch the whole thing in my head from opening credits to closing credits, kind of see the characters interact with each other. And then I have to go and like capture what I saw down in words like, oh, this character was tall and this, you know, character. So do you picture other actors maybe you've seen or people like do you picture actual an actual human when you're thinking of a character? I will picture a human, but not someone I've ever met. A lot really? of times, yeah, I will just visualize some character. Kind of like through. how we do with characters in books. But see, I yeah. I like to I like to yeah. think of someone I can like I can picture. Oh, yeah. Really, I mean, I picture somebody, but mm-hmm. they're all made up. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's like that, and then oh, I said interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but it is Connor. It's truly interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then it's set up kind of differently from a book because while in the book you have to focus a lot on creating the setting like showing the action and stuff. Everything in a script is supposed to be very brief, except for the dialogue. The dialogue is fully there. Like, I don't have to think as much about what the room is like. And you don't have to describe as much, yeah, Yeah. as far as scene. Yeah, and so because it's so isolated to just how the characters interact with each other, a lot of times my approach to a scene is more direct. Like, whereas a scene in a book might be all right let's see what these characters i've come up with do when they get in a room together writing for a script or writing for screen i'm thinking more how do i get them to this point to where an audience is going to respond to this in a certain way so okay how do i get the tension between these two characters to kind of build up and then have them reveal some important piece of information and then have maybe there's an important look that one of the characters gives and then that's how I get out of the scene and I get on to the next thing. Mm. Whereas in a, mo- a book, maybe you're writing the full interaction because you know that someone who's reading it is going to pick up on all of those things. They're going to see that look, right? Because they're visualizing it and it happens mm-hmm. and they're, they're going to jump to their own conclusions. And in a lot of times in screenplay, you have to like just directly do it because everything because else the actual filming is going to sh- fill oh, yeah. in all the other stuff yeah yeah it'll fill in what it looks like what the actors look like what they how they sound like they will bring their own technique to the performance you know you're going to have a lot of people on set who are bringing their own creativity to that same thing and because it's so collaborative the thing i think of as a writer for 
screenplay is, well, what is the most important thing that needs to happen in this scene? And that's the emotional through line. Because that's the thing I control before anyone touches it. Like I said, it's like an equation a lot of times because you're trying to find the right set of scenes that are going to get the audience from each of these moments. And then you know that once, once you're finished, there's a very clear through line of where the character grows, where the tension builds, and, and where the resolution comes. And that everything else that gets packed into there, you know, the aesthetic, all that kind of stuff, comes from all the people you work with. And the places that you go when when you can film. Because those are things you really can't control when you're writing. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a scary, overwhelming process, probably compared to a book or a short story. Because you can really write whatever you want. Whereas if I write a movie that takes place on the moon, it's going to be a lot harder to realize that. And so I'm going to have to actually get over the thing in my head that tells me, well, how are you going to shoot this? How are you going to, you know, film this on the moon? Mm -hmm. You should just stop writing. Well, that's yeah. because you're overall, you're not just a screenwriter. You're, you know, you like to, I yeah. mean, I guess directing yeah. is probably your main thing. So you're looking at mm. every part of it. Right. And so a screenwriter, you know, no, won't necessarily worry about that but then in the editing somebody will come in and say no you can't do that yeah <laughs> yeah producer will be like all right you only have this much money yeah yeah you, you know i know you want it on the moon but oh, okay so i'll change it you know <laughs> yeah how about you shoot it at this like park where we can get it for free <laughs> and and suddenly the story about astronauts becomes about park rangers and <laughs> and the only thing that you have to have is that emotional through line because a good story will be able to make those changes, right? You'll be able to mm -hmm. adapt. Mm -hmm. So that's the focus. I'm dying to hear about the next thing I want. I know you guys are ready to talk about because you guys have collaborated on something. And it's, I'm super excited to talk about this, but I'm dying to ask you what your favorite movie is, why, and what your thoughts are about novels that get made into screenplays and there's kind of a common conversation with novelists that have just unhappiness with that process well i'll say so my f favorite movie is forrest gump mm, love and i you know i mean that is based on a book i don't know if i mean i've never read the book i I like that movie because I feel like it has a very like wide variety of genre and it's crossing over so many decades so there's so so much life in, in what the film is. And then to have such a very clear protagonist who's going through all of these really emotional things that he goes through, from losing his best friend to losing the love of his life to losing his mother, and just seeing how he kind of approaches each without really having... Like, I like that it doesn't have that really set goal for the you know objective for him. Other mm -hmm. than to just understand other people, I guess, and to love other people. And I think that that's a really unique kind of story. And the, I think the reason it works is because they, they just have so much like good around it. Yeah, that's my favorite movie. And then I think when you're looking at movies that are made based on books, the problem is you can't, you have to find that emotional through line because, like I said, the process of making the movie is going to really break down whatever you intend going in. So you can want to shoot every scene and every bit of dialogue from a book, but 
the reality is once you start filming it, they're going to be like, well, we can't have a scene that is, you know, seven minutes long. And then the dialogue scene after that is only 30 seconds. And it's just not going to work for timing. And if we're going to be shooting for two days at night at this location, well, we can't get the children to work at that time. So, <laughs> you know, we're going to have to like shoot only one night or maybe we're going to have to add them. So there's just all these things that go into making the film that start breaking down the story that was in the book. And the really good ad adaptations are the ones that keep the most important parts, keep the parts that make the book really unique, make it so that the audience feels something, makes it so that the character has their complete arc and there's a good amount of resolution. And I think that it's very common, I mean, this film industry, that they might keep most of that, but then there's a producer on the set who's like, oh, I really loved this like scene in the book just because it was really cool. Oh, it was really cool to have them, you know, surfing in this scene. So yeah. we're going to put all put the surfing scene in, but that means we're going to cut the emotional, heartfelt father-daughter scene earlier on. And then you end up with trailer for the movie when it comes out that has that surfing scene and everyone gets hyped and then they go and watch it. And they're like, but it's missing something. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> Interesting. Oh, and as authors, when they see it, they're like, wait a minute, you didn't get what I was my mm -hmm. through line at all. You, you know, you're, but, you know, Connor, you're pointing out what different beasts they are, right? Like, and yeah. they just are such a different beast. And so I can see where there's just gonna be disappointments at some point when you try to take, take this thing that's this content in a novel into this, which is just a totally different medium. Okay, I think you two should talk about your collaboration. All right. So when I was in film school, I was talking to a friend of mine and uh, she was about to go into like a writing class. And so she told me like the whole plot of the script that she wrote. And I thought it'd be funny to like pretend that I was also in that class and that I had pre prepared my own <laughs> script. And so I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm in that class. Like, I know. <laughs> and she was I like, I heard this story. <laughs> she was like, I don't think I don't think so. I think you're, you know. And I was like, no, I'm in the back of the class. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a whole script <laughs> prepared. And she was like, really? And so I just started going into improvising, essentially, a whole script based around this serial killer in this small Florida town. And basically this girl who moves there and has like this mysterious past and who's trying to adapt to the new environment. And so I, I think I even... Uh, had her coming from like Chicago or something because the girl I was well the girl I was talking to was from Chicago and just kind of went through this whole like storyline oh then meets yeah then meets this friend and I was like thinking in my head I was like I need there to be like some sort of twist and so like I'm ramping up and like I have the climax and then you know oh and it's this person's the killer and she was like oh my gosh and like I finished telling the whole story and she was like, that was really, that was really good. And I was like, yeah, I was just joking. I'm not actually in the class, but that is really good. Right. And so then I went and wrote down the whole thing as I could remember it. And then I remember I got really excited. So I would like tell some of my friends and then I was just starting to visualize other aspects of some of the scenes and I'd find like little clues that I wanted to put in or extra characters or whatever. <laughs> And then I was like, this would be really cool to one day do, but, you know, this is too big. It didn't feel like a first feature type movie, like something that I could feasibly make. So I was like, oh, I wish there was like a book. I wish there was already like a best-selling book 
with this exact story so that it was much easier to like just go and get it made, get the funding to make this as a movie. And so I was home a few months later and I told my mom, I was like, I have this kind of script idea that I'm working on. And so I like went and got it and out on our back porch I read it to my mom and my sister. I just I don't like, even remember you reading thing. it. I thought you just told us, but I guess you read it. I don't remember. Yeah. I I went through, you know, the whole thing as I had it in my head at that time. And I was like, yeah, and I wish there was a book. And my mom was like, oh, well, I'll write it. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate mom support. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had started writing a di- different book. And so then I was like going... yeah this will give me you know okay so back up christy so tell match your story of where you're at when connor came home with that so you had been deciding to start writing yeah i had started writing and just for the fun of it and seeing how i could do and he had some ideas and then he he had that idea and i said well okay I'll write it. And I was getting all excited too. Cause I was like, Oh, this is great. Cause I started picturing things as well. And so, um, I don't know if he really believed me, but <laughs> he went back to school or whatever. And so I started writing it and it just happened. And, and, you know, I, whenever I would get to like, you know, obviously a book is way more involved than an outline for a movie. So things probably were not exactly how he pictured them, but they were how I pictured them. But then, you know, whenever I get to a point where clues or I came up with a subplot and things like that, if I'm trying to get him to work out, I would talk to Connor and he'd give me some ideas on what, you know, oh, maybe you could do this or that and just kept going. And I did a lot of research myself and, you know, and it was a lot of fun. And um, then when I was done, Connor read it and, you know, he was, he was also, you know, fairly good at editing. Cause like he said, you know, oh, I think there needs to be more action here or more tension here or something like that. And so that's what we did. And yeah, I had been writing as you were, as you were writing, I was in a feature class and in that class we had to first pitch a feature idea and then we had to come up with our outline and essentially go through all of the things that would set you up to try and get financing for it. And so as you were writing, I was in that class doing those things. So I had to make like a movie poster for it. I remember sending that to you. And and as I was coming up with some of these things, you were adding characters and adding the subplots. And, and so I actually started writing the screenplay. I got about 50 pages in before realizing that so many of the things you were adding were like things that I wanted to explore like visually with the film. And I thought, well, maybe this would work better as like a miniseries or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of stopped where I was at the 50 pages and I haven't picked it up since then. But the idea was to then try and build out the you know, season of a mini series and, and what each I think this year, because I have to finish editing it because I put that on hold during the pandemic because I'm going to do one more final edit and then I'm going to get it published and then you're going to work on the screenplay and that's what we're yeah. going to do. <laughs> that's 2022. Kathy, put it down on your little goal list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, done. Noted. <laughs> it's on the schedule. So um, besides, should we give the title, working title or not? Well, I called it Gator Moon. He had a different title for it, but 
That's what, what we have, have right now. I think I had Gator in the Shadows. Yeah. So this is what I wanted to say. So beyond Gator Moon or whatever we're calling the working title, what else are you working on, Connor, besides, obviously, our podcast? <laughs> like, what's in the works right now? Right now, I'm working on, I guess, learning how to do more graphic design, web development, things like that. He's also going to be in the art show coming up. because mm. Yeah. I'll try and be in our digital art. Yeah, wow. I've started doing some digital art because I just want to explore what all those things have to offer and, and see what I can use that. Because obviously I was using that for making the logo for the podcast and, and I'm using some of the web development stuff for making website stuff for the podcast. And the idea that I could use that for other people's podcasts. Yeah, so if anybody, for, you know. Yeah, I was just going to say our new logo this year, Connor did entirely. And I love it. I think it's really fun. And he did a lot of work on that. And because I looked like a vampire for a long time. And Christy <laughs> told me so. And so I never did. Yes, you did. But Connor fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> I never said you look like a vampire. No, I whatever. But um, okay. So Connor, I'm very curious. Ideally, five years from now, 10 years from now, like what's because you you've really have a lot of interests and skills beyond just um, movies. I mean, you're into art now and podcasts. So tell me what like, what do you think? What do you where do you see yourself in five, 10 years? I imagine that I would be working for different people who want their websites made mm. or want because I can do everything involved with that headshots video, media, wow. graphics for, for whatever that they need. Um, I could be doing that for podcasts. So I imagine I could be doing all of those things. I also imagine selling some of my digital art, like in an Etsy store or something. That could be cool. And then I would like to be doing some of the film stuff. My goals with that are to write what I feel like writing and, and then try and make it into films without feeling, you know, some sort of ambition to get into movie theater and much more about just trying to connect with an audience maybe just at a film festival mm -hmm. or trying to express something that i want to to put into art so i imagine being able to do all of those things and maybe even having a podcast of my own and and doing something related to like sports journalism uh, i think you have a good podcast voice connor i have to say <laughs> thanks he's got the <laughs> gentle oh, no you know he could act too oh my gosh yeah, yeah. so Who knows? connor ross mcveigh if our listeners want to reach out to you and say hey i have a podcast i'd like to hire you as a sound editor for me or could you do a logo for me or could you do a, a you know website um where should they reach you at uh they can go to cmcvay.com c-m-c-v-a-y.com and uh, I'll have all of my services listed out and how to contact me. And awesome. And you can listen to our podcast to see what Connor does. And I, I wish we should do like a before and after. That's what we should do, Connor, on your website. Like, yeah. here's what they sound like normally. Yeah. <laughs> and here's what I've done. <laughs> I'll have like a five minute section yeah, where, <laughs> where like the dog starts barking yeah. and you forget the title of some movie. Always. All Always. the stuff that I, I've edited out in that episode. And, and Kathy was saying, <laughs> that's interesting. Really interesting. Interesting. Christy would be, be amazing. Like, awesome. Awesome. Amazing. awesome. <laughs> 
Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Connor. Yes. And all we have to do now is say cheers. Cheers to you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Subscribe to our podcast on our website, gameofbookspodcast.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, you can give us a five-star rating or review. You can also subscribe on YouTube where you can watch and listen. On gameofbookspodcast.com, you can find all the information about what we talked about on this episode. And you can sign up for our newsletter and enter our fun contests and giveaways. We also post our stories and links on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope to see you there. I can guarantee you that we had fun today. And we hope you did too. Cheers. That was my favorite episode ever. <laughs>